for just about everything for the outdoors, go to MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Today is June 21st, 2022, and today's episode is with a couple buddies of mine, and we are recapping the Total Archery Challenge. Welcome back to the Fall Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Blasey, and today's episode is number 223, and today's a good one. We are doing a podcast today. A couple of my buddies and I, we went up to Total Archery Challenge, I mean, last week, I think it was. Uh, all this stuff's blending together now, <laughs> but uh, recently we went up to tor- the Total Archery Challenge in Michigan at Crystal Mountain, and um, we camped out. Uh, Tyler Bentley brought up his camper. We camped out. David Riley was there, Isaiah Wyman and his wife, and uh, this was night one for us. We, we came into camp uh, basically Friday night, and uh, we were going to be staying Friday night, and shooting on Saturday, I was hanging out with the Latitude booth with those guys, uh, shooting some pictures, doing some video. And also Christine from Helix Broadheads was there. So I was kind of in their booth in the morning as well. So just uh, kind of going out there and just helping where I can. And then we all went out and shot uh, later that day of Saturday, stayed Saturday night, had an had an after party. Uh, Adam Miller from the Bowhunter Chronicles podcast put uh, like an after party on that night. It was awesome. Got to see a lot of cool guys and um, network a little bit and just kind of drink some beers, let our hair down and uh, just BS about deer hunting and podcasting and whatever, man. It was, it was awesome. But uh, today's podcast is uh, me, David Riley, uh, Isaiah Wyman, and Tyler Bentley, and we just decided to do a late night podcast, night number one. <laughs> it kind of 
it was we had a hodgepodge of mics. Uh, I didn't have all my mics, but we we made it work. I think, and it was a lot of fun. We were getting tired. We we were drinking a couple of beers. So, but it was all in good conversation. And and really, there was no outline for this. It was just kind of see where it would go, and and uh, it ended up being good conversation. Just a good old BS session, basically. So, hopefully, you guys will enjoy it. I do have uh, some housekeeping things here. I want to kind of reach or I want to talk about some partners here uh Latitude Outdoors a new partner so you guys um I'm getting back into the saddle game I like I said before I used to saddle hunt back about 10 years ago for two seasons and I'm getting back in it I'm excited about it uh I've been hanging a lot in the method two tree saddle um, in the yard, starting to shoot out of it a little bit, just starting to get my bearings back underneath me. I'm going to be doing some videos on it. Um, I don't claim to be an expert at saddle hunting at all. I haven't done it in 10 years. And when I did do it, I didn't know anything about it. <laughs> so it was, uh, I'm, I'm relearning basically. So, but uh, Latitude, man, they've got some awesome stuff they're they're two panel saddle in my opinion the little bit of time i'd have sat in it i do have a classic as well and the classic was more like the saddle that i started hunting with uh 10 years ago it's just a single panel it is very comfortable as well but honestly i i'm really gravitating towards that method to that two panel and uh buckle buckleless there's no metal on this thing it's awesome um and i haven't got their platform yet but i really think i, I spent some time at tack and the x-wing platform i think that's what i'm going to be going with this year i think you know knee-jerk reaction i think that's going to be my my go-to it's light compact and uh, i really like the opportunities that it leads to for different shot angles and getting around the tree i really really like that so that is going to be kind of my go-to this year um if you guys want to know more about it go to latitudeoutdoors.com next is helix broadheads guys i don't have to say too much about these things they're just they work they're workhorses they flat out work every time for me um and i know they will for you as well i know there's a lot of guys that reached out to me really recently and they bought some broadheads and they're they're trying them out and really liking them as well so Go to helixbroadheads.com and uh, get yourself a pack. And we're, we're going to be, ha- I keep saying it, Brian and I are talking. We're trying to get the right time for him to come on and talk about these broadheads. And we're going to do a giveaway going with that. So that is coming, I promise. Uh, next is Vector Arrows, vectorcustomshop.com. Go there, check out their arrows. They just did another drop last week of the ZMRs. I shot the ZMRs all through tack. Loved them absolutely loved them. Uh, 470 grains. It's going to be hard for me to go back to my 590s for deer season. I really got to keep shooting them, but I really like that 470 grain with, with 125 grain head up front. I really like them, man. I have, I've got nothing bad to say about these arrows. If you guys want to check them out, go to vectorcustomshop.com, build your arrow. And when you check out, use fall 10 to save some money and uh, do it all lowercase because that's when the code works. Some guys, I think we're using uppercase um, on the F or uppercase through the whole thing. It is case sensitive, so make sure it's all lowercase to save yourself money. And last but certainly not least, Velvet Fest is coming up. That means that we're going to talk about Exodus trail cameras, Exodus outdoor gear. These guys have got a big drop that's actually going to be happening today on their podcast so go over to trail cam radio and check out their big 
drop. I, I don't want I don't want to say it on here yet. You just go they're they're getting into something else other than trail cams. Go check them out. Um, but the render, the XS render, and the SP and the the SP bundle. I mean, Velvet Fest is here. It's it's we're we're almost in July. Velvet Fest is in July. I've had bucks hanging out on camera right now, hitting a mock scrape that David built for me up. You know, and I did a video on that on my YouTube channel. He built a mock scrape on my family farm. The bucks are hitting it, and uh, there's an extra render on it right now. So I'm getting pictures, which is awesome. Um, but yeah, go get yourself an extra render and make sure that you start seeing these antlers grow right at the fingertips of your phone. <laughs> so um, go to exodusoutdoorgear.com and check those out. Lastly, before we do get into this, I want to thank everybody out there, all the podcast listeners and beyond for the positive feedback and the love that you've shown me on my Ohio and Illinois hunts that I put out the last two weeks. Very overwhelming. Um, I am greatly greatly appreciative of all the people that reached out dms text even commented on the video if you haven't seen it go to the fall podcast youtube channel subscribe if you haven't please and check out my illinois hunt and my ohio hunt i i am uh like pleasantly surprised and all the people that have reached out and have been so positive and and uh I've even had a couple guys say it was the best hunt, hunt, my Ohio hunt was the best hunt they've ever seen out of, out of anything. And I'm like, well, I might need to pump the brakes on that a little bit. There's a lot of good hunts out there. And they're like, no, this literally is the best deer footage and, and hunt. They, everybody said that they felt like they were in the tree with me. Um, and it was awesome. I, they love the rawness of it. No, no music to the video. No, nothing. Um, just straight up deer footage and an awesome hunt it i relived it and uh that night when it went live last thursday and it got me like right back into the mode i just want to go hunt now so um thank you everybody out there it is greatly appreciated and also thank you for all the the feedback the uh the the ratings and the reviews if you haven't done it on itunes or apple podcast or spotify please go do that um write a written review and, and do a five-star rating is that is always greatly appreciated so thank you from the bottom of my heart everybody out there it is it is awesome to see that so with that being said let's get over to this interview with these hoodlums and uh we'll get right into it we are hot um this is gonna be we're kind of uh i'm i'm surrounded by a whole bunch of cables here <laughs> so we are uh this is the first one i've ever done in uh in a mobile home rv what do we want to call it? A uh, camper, Tra- travel trailer. <laughs> it's not a double wide. Well, trying to trying half, to get everybody's levels wide. here. Half a wide. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a mansion, though. I don't know who whose mic is going. I hear that. Dum, 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 dum. What is that? Oh, it's your table. Who's doing it? Me. Oh, let me see my phone there. Maybe oh, you, you guys. Oh, maybe you, you, want you, you guys won't be able to. It. You guys won't be able to <laughs> touch the table, probably. Isaiah and, and Tyler my cannot hands? touch. Yeah, that's good. The closer you get, I mean, I want you to make out with that thing. There you go. Oh, <laughs> hi, guys. There it is. There it is. <laughs> I'm trying to monitor this stuff. This is just going to be off the hip. Um, we are up at TAC first night, Friday night, uh, 
June 10th, 2022. I've got uh, David Riley to my left. I got Isaiah Wyman, new guest, new podcast guest on, and Tyler Bentley from the Rise Hunt. We're, uh, it's late. We've been drinking a couple of beers. Not getting too after it, but uh, we're just going to kick the tack off. We're going to be here all weekend. Um, probably, I'm going to say it's probably going to be the only podcast we're going to do, just because we're going to be jam up the next day, day and a half. Um, so I didn't want Tyler to go to bed because he's, uh, he's bougie like that. And he's <laughs> going to, he wants to go to bed right now, but I can see it. Guilty. We need a podcast. So. Yeah. Yeah. We got an early morning, but we're, we're ready tonight. Yep. Yep. So let's uh, introduce everybody. Everybody listening, you've heard David Riley. So David, kind of give a, hey, what's going on there? Hey, everyone. David here. Yep. Isaiah, new one. Hey, everyone. It's Isaiah. And then Tyler. Everybody knows Tyler. You've heard you a lot. Mr. Bougie. Mr. Bougie. Say that again. Mr. Bougie. That's what I I wanted to hear it again. But I also wanted to get your levels. (laughs) So everybody, you've heard from Tyler and heard from David. You haven't heard from Isaiah. So Isaiah... Give us a quick rundown, who you are, what you do for a living, and kind of where what hole you've kind of climbed out of. Uh, so I'm Isaiah Wyman. Uh, I work over in Cedar Springs, Michigan, so we're on the west side of the state. Uh, I tear down cars. Really? That's what I do. Yep. Like, like a chop shop? or uh, Scrap, scrap yard. <laughs> uh, salvage yard. Yes. Yeah, salvage yard. So... I work Very over, cool. yeah, Premier Auto and Truck Parts. Awesome, man. So, so did you grow up in Cedar Springs area then? Nope. Over in Sheridan, Greenville Oh, area. yeah. Yep. So, 45 minutes north of, northwest, east of Grand Rapids. So. Okay. Yep. Good area. Yeah. I've, I played sports against Greenville in that area, like, when I was in high school, so yep. I know. it's a it, Greenville's a nice little little town, yeah. like, good and area. And so. it's growing. It's growing yeah, quite well. Yeah, it is. So. Well, cool, man. I'm glad to have you on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah, today is going to be shooting off the hip. Honestly, yeah. we we're going to talk a little tack. We're going to talk. I mean, whatever rabbit hole we want to go down for the next hour or three hours. I mean, or thirty minutes. Or <laughs> if I play my cards right, Tyler is going to be <laughs> dug off a of working class bow hunter. He's going to be sleeping Straight during a podcast here. here at yep. no time. Yeah. So glad to have you guys on, Tyler. Thanks for opening up your your uh, bouginess on wheels. Yeah. And um, let's get into it. So. Uh, Tyler, you've shot attack before. Yep. Isaiah, you've shot attack before. Yep, shot I've shot attack. So David, he's the newbie. We're gonna pop his diamond. So what? What is your expectations for tomorrow when you shoot? Well, Ed, you know, before we start with the expectations, I just want to say thank you to these guys. You know, um, I thought about this on the way up, driving up to your place there and pick you up. Is it's easy for us to. Uh, Look at the bad side of social media, right? 100%. <clears throat> I met you, what, three, four months ago? Probably, yeah. 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 Yep. I met these guys. I've never met these guys. Just Tonight, a few hours th- literally ago. Literally three hours. Yep. Eh, three yep. hours ago. Met these guys just hours ago. They offered me up a ticket, offered me up a place to crash, and I just want to thank you guys for that. Yeah. So, You're welcome, man. Let's uh, you know, just take a minute to look at the good side of social media because it's easy to look at the bad side. But as far as attack, uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to shooting it. Um, it's going to be a good time. What I'm I'm going to try hard not to be looking off <laughs> on the mountain trying to dissect the mountain though. That's that's what I'm going to be struggling Leeward with. Leeward sides of hills, yeah, wind thermals, yep, all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly what I've been thinking of. I you know I've been thinking to myself, you know, go up, have a good time, 
don't lose too many arrows but try to stay focused and not think about oh you know where would i hunt on the side of this mountain <laughs> yeah yeah could be talking to the managers and stuff like yeah trying to get hunting how do i get up here on this hill <laughs> yeah. how do i get this, yeah. this spot in the fall how do, do I, I do that yeah do i need written permission to hunt here or is this just a verbal like a like lift it? ticket yeah. or what is yeah. it I need? Is that all i need <laughs> hey just to it... slip on my bow like right. like one of those uh you know, um, skiing tags on your jacket. Yeah, like yeah, that was yeah. the cool thing. Like, yeah. do I need one of those on my boat yeah. just to hunt here? Well, <laughs> Tyler brings up a good thing. Have you guys ever heard of a story of someone killing a buck that they took a, a chairlift, chairlift up to hunt? Never have. That would be pretty wild. That would be sweet, actually. That would be really cool. Imagine if you worked at the ski resort or something and, like, yeah. chairlift up and yeah. got, you know, came down halfway and climbed up into a tree stand and shot something. <laughs> that would be, be kind of cool. That actually. would make for a hell of a story. And then getting them out fun. would be cool too. Like yeah. skiing the rest of the way down with your buck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but there's no snow. Like you're the regular on, skiers or like first yeah. timers are like, what is this guy doing? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there there's plenty of cabins that you could just book a cabin on the side of this mountain, yeah. have permission, take a take a chair lift up to hunt, do what you gotta do to kill something and take that thing back yeah. you know that, that would, would be nuts that would be a hell of a story it would yeah, that'd it be would cool be. can you guys hear each other everybody good yep. do you need me yeah. turned up turned down anything i, I can hear everybody good yeah. you're good isaiah yeah. okay cool that it would be neat i i think you should try that though like let's <laughs> let's see what um ski resort will let you hunt and take a chairlift to kill if, a deer if i can get permission tomorrow i'm not shooting tomorrow if I can get permission to hunt on the mountain tomorrow, I'm not worried about shooting tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be like, you guys are going to be ready for your knock time at 7 a.m. And he's going to be just like hitting up like the manager. Like, hey, yeah. what do I got? What's the guy got to do to get in here in the fall? <laughs> I'll be taking, I'll be taking a baker's dozen donuts to that front office in the morning. You can bet on it. <laughs> the thing is, is I probably, I don't doubt you at all. Yeah. You probably would. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would try it. I mean, I, I, hey. You never know what lives out on that mountain. Never what know. Did, somebody said today at the campground, you got to be careful of the uh, food out there because of the bears. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is bear a bear country up here. Yeah. How big was that bear on the sign on 115 rolling up here? I'm going to say 525 pounds at least. Yeah, easy. Coming through Cadillac. It was right at Cadillac, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, just past Lake Cadillac Lake Mi Mitchell there. Yeah. yeah. And there was David's like, that is a giant bear on that sign. And it's the bear crossing sign. And he's yeah. like, that's a that's 500 plus pounder. Uh, that's a 500 like, pounder. Yeah. Big Michigan bear. <laughs> yeah. Big, <laughs> Big Michigan, Michigan bear. bear. Yeah. Um, expectations, though, man. Like, you know, the first one I shot a couple years ago, I was just like, I just didn't want to lose any arrows. You yeah. know, I was just like, everybody, for me, you hear horror stories of like, you know, how many arrows you got to bring up here. And it's like, you think of, uh, you're, you come up here at 12, but you're going to leave with like two. Yeah. It's like, it wasn't that for me. I'm not a great archer, but like I missed. And I think I lost two arrows in the first time. I'm like, okay, that's pretty good. Like I, I can deal with that. You yeah. know, there's only 70 bucks out in the woods somewhere for me. Sure. <laughs> so what are, um, since you guys have shot this before, are you guys actually keeping score the elevens and tens? Are you guys are you guys keeping score of like kills? Or are you just? I heard you kind of mention an over under of how many arrows. That's what I'm going for over under on. So the first time I did it, like I said, I lost two arrows. I'm over under. I'm gonna say four. Four. Um, if so I you... can, if I can come away with this with with four vector or at least, you know four vectors out of my quiver or less i'm right. good <laughs> okay how are you guys what about you isaiah um 
I lost four last year, so hopefully less than that. Less year. than four. How yeah. about you, Tyler? Yeah, I don't know. I, I really have no idea. <laughs> uh, it could be a total shit yeah. show. Yeah, we're, we're going to see. I seen uh, t- Tyler's Instagram story down at Sunrise with Derek, and it, I I had to hold on it because I'm counting his arrows going, oh, That's shit, I hope I brought enough because I think he's bringing at least What are you bringing? How many? He just fletched a bunch that I had, refletched, <laughs> and then I ordered a dozen, which yeah. they're not all for tack. I'm going to use them for hunting arrows. Sure, right, but the yeah. pile was sweet. The pile there. looked big, yeah. And a couple people were like, holy shit, how many arrows are you taking yeah. to tack? Yeah. Is like, this is this guy going to tack or is he headed to Africa? That's yeah. the question. <laughs> yeah. Isaiah, how many arrows you got in your quiver for tomorrow? Well, I just made six up two nights ago, and I had, I think I'm 15. 15? What do you got, David? 14. 14? Yeah. Oh, I got a dozen. Yeah. I got 11, so we're good. Yeah. We're right there. Yeah. We're good. Yeah. 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 Well, that's good. Um, What, uh, Isaiah, first first time you ever went to TAC, what was like your expectations coming into it, not knowing a lot about it? Long shots. Long shots? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So um, when you shot the course that you shot, was it like overwhelming or it was like, oh, that wasn't too bad? No, yeah, it wasn't too bad for me. Yeah. I was kind of prepared for it and it was everything I thought it would be. Yeah. So, yeah, it was something I want to keep doing over and for, over. Dude, so. it's fun. And like, that's what I, we talk about tonight. We spent time at the Latitude House, which um, kind of let the cat out of the bag on the podcast last week. I'm partnered with Latitude, which you guys are... David, you're trying out Latitude, I think, right? This next Possibly. year? Possibly, yeah. Possibly. And, um, but we were at the Latitude guys, and, you know, Adam Miller from the Bullhunter Chronicles, Greg Litzinger was there, and, like, a plethora of other guys were there, and we just bullshitted all night and just drank some beer. And, like, that was what I was looking for. I didn't even have to shoot this weekend. Like, but just the camaraderie of, like, networking, meeting these guys. Like, I've done, like, three or four podcasts with Greg Letzinger. Never seen him face-to-face, but I've talked to him on the phone a whole bunch of times. I've podcasted with him, and it's, like, finally get to meet him. Like, dude, like, you know, it's like we were long-lost brothers. You know what I mean? Just, like, bullshitting. You, yeah. David, you and him were hitting it off pretty good. Yeah. And, like, just networking and just bullshitting with guys. Like, that's what I'm looking for this weekend. Yeah, that that that's a wild thing about today's world is – that we all can actually be connected somewhat through social media platforms and whatnot and almost know each other before we actually meet each other in face. So that was, uh, I'm with you, uh, just the camaraderie up, camaraderie up here with the other guys, uh, talking about hunting, talking about killing big deer, whatever the case may be, be that's what I was looking forward to the most up yep, here. For sure. Tyler, what... Um what are your expectations for tomorrow? I mean, you guys got an early knock time. Being tired, for sure. I'm going to be tired. <laughs> they don't call me no rice tie for nothing. And uh, I like that. Yeah. I like that. So I got to get up early on about 45 minutes of sleep and then go hike it's the mountain. It's 1130 right now. And we got to be on the mountain at, you said 630? Yeah, 630. 630. So Sometime before 7. I'm not good at math, but that's not a lot of hours for yeah. me. But as far as expectations, uh, yeah, I kind of, I shot a lot this week, so I feel pretty confident with my bow, but try not to lose a bunch of arrows and have some fun. Yeah. What, all you guys, and you answer however you want in in whatever order, but like, when you think of tack, are you shooting for a score? Are you shooting for just like camaraderie, like that kind of thing? Or are you shooting for like different scenarios that might, I mean, we're all whitetail guys. Like we might... You know, actually, I don't know if you hunt, Isaiah, if you hunted anything other than whitetails, like 
So none of us have really hunted anything other than whitetails or bear or turkey. Yep. So like, let's just stay specific whitetail. Like, how are you going on the mountain tomorrow and shooting, but like implementing things that you might implement in the whitetail woods? Does that make sense? Like, yeah. how are you trying to practice for some things that you might come across this fall? Yeah. So, you know, you kind of, you and I talked a couple of weeks ago about tack itself, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it just kind of put a, a thought in the back of my in the back of my mind so i was shooting some distance and it's actually gotten a little fun shooting some distance um i enjoy shooting you know even at the local 3d courses it's always fun to go shoot a caribou yeah. right or an elk like they're just naturally big targets like you're just gonna just gonna send it down mm-hmm, range right um but just you know this long range stuff for whitetails i i mean I don't know. You know, I mean, it's the most of I. I'm expecting most of our shots tomorrow are going to be more than anything naturally than what we're going to send next fall for sure. Yeah, but like it. It also goes to the point where it's like, you know, if you start like, let's say you just go out and shoot in the backyard. Yep. But you're starting to shoot at like right off the rip. You're shooting at 60, 50, 60 yards. Then you move into twenty, and it's like, oh, this is a layup. Sure. You know what I mean? So like. I could see how that could equate to like getting you more in shape for like those closer in shots for whitetails. Yeah. But um, I guess going down the line, Isaiah, like what, same question to you. Like, how are you implementing practices that you might go on the mountain tomorrow to this fall? Um, for me, it's the focusing on execution. Okay. Shot um, execution. Like, yep. Okay. Yep. Um, shooting around guys pressure there is some pressure there's pressure there and kind of turning that into so slowing that down Mm -hmm. so it doesn't bother me to try to roll it into the whitetail of just slowing stuff down and executing and and that's something you can't practice you know what i mean like that moment of truth oh yeah how do you practice that other than shooting deer or getting in like so I kind of like this event to where like you go up and you guy gets up full draw and you razz him a little bit you come up and touch him in the back of the leg or something or like hey you know don't miss this one like put a little pressure on him you know what i mean like adam talked today adam miller they were shooting today and uh two guys pulled back their bow got up on the line pulled back their bow without arrows in their bow and it's like he's like whoa whoa, whoa, wait you know you know like you know you get a group of 10 10 12 guys and it's like you know a lot of alphas around it's like ah you're just bullshitting and it's like you gotta stay on top of your game still too so like i totally get that you know yeah, Mr. There, Beer? yeah there's a that's a that's a good thing is is i've heard guys that that struggle with pressure that will get go shoot tournaments and stuff just to feel that pressure mm-hmm. of you know you stand on the right or you stand on the left of me staring down at at yourself trying to shoot and i i think i mean he, he that was a great point yeah it was yeah it was a really good point that's cool. tyler what about you yeah same man honestly I, there's not very many instances that the stuff we're doing this weekend similar to whitetail like at no all. you know what i mean like i'm never going to be shooting down a cliff at a whitetail deer like 99 percent of my deer hunts are in a tree stand like i'm probably not going to shoot one on the ground we film everything so even if i am on the ground to shoot a whitetail it's probably not going to happen so yeah. uh, what he was saying was cool and it's also how like it's cool how the connection between like we were talking earlier golf 
in 3D archery oh, is yeah. so similar. Like, yeah. when you're saying the pressure, it reminds me of, like, teeing up for the first TD. Yeah. And everyone's People watching, all around. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's don't like, whiff the golf ball. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the same don't thing. Don't pickle one yeah. in the giggly weeds. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, so, yeah, I didn't have any expectations as far as that question, but that was cool the way he was talking about expect or um, executing the shot and, yep. and the focus. Pressure. Yeah, that's cool, man. Yep. That's, and I honestly think, like, the more that's why tonight we were talking about like i'm going to shoot at one o'clock you guys are shooting at 7 a.m so like you guys are probably jumping my group which will make my group like a lot bigger but the thing with that is like i welcome that because like i want to get up on the line i want all these dudes looking at me like it it makes me uncomfortable in a way but it also makes when you're in an uncomfortable situation makes you better you know what i mean yeah so the the real guys are starting at seven tomorrow Right, right, that, right, that's what I've right. heard. Okay, I'm just yeah. gonna, yeah. you know, I'm gonna get up, have some coffee, and yeah. just, you know, make it over to the course whenever I can, yeah. and just, you know, yeah. So, so Tyler mentioned something about golf, so I got to ask you guys. You guys have done tech. Is there any mulligans in this game? Depends uh, on your inner group. I mean, if, if if you're not keeping score and you want to shoot again, shoot again. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's your arrows. Yeah. It's however one, much you paper arrows. Yeah. So if you're hitting a yeah. Pro V1 golf balls, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. same, same yeah. situation. Yeah, like, yeah, but what ooh. is the cost of a Pro V1 to like a Vector HMR? That it's got to be close. It's got to be really. Yeah. Right, what's yeah? I mean, it's sleeve. So three Pro V1s is what would you say they are? Uh, you're looking know. at fifty bucks for twelve. So now oh, divide for that. golf balls, yeah, yeah Pro really, v, Pro V ones, yeah, yeah. Damn, they made out of whale tusk. What <laughs> yeah. are they? That's that's why yeah. that's why I just go pick up the range balls. The yellow ones, yeah, 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 yeah. They fly good. They hey, yeah. yeah, straight. No, uh, my thing is though, no mulligans. Okay, if you're in my group, but there will be a couple targets where there is no range finders. Okay. You get up to the line, you 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 cut her loose. So is it a like you guys designate target number whatever to no range finder, or as you're walking up, you're saying, "Hey, no one, no range finders." You whatever can't say feeling, yardage. Whatever we're feeling. Okay. It's just like, hey, you know, Levi Morgan at right here. I mean, that guy's oh, a human range finder. He you is. know, so it's like you get up to the line. It's like, all right, take your best guess. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And then when you're done, I recommend you to like dial in that slider back so yeah. nobody can. No see one it. can see what you're dialed into. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's like you know, in a golf tournament, you pick up, you know, your 150 out. What club are you going to use? You yeah. Know, you don't. Want, I mean, people can see what club you're using, but it's like, you know, you don't want to really want to let yeah. them know, like, hey, yeah, this hit a, this hit a, you know, four iron or whatever. You know, I don't know. I'm not a golf guy, so. <laughs> You're going to be the only one with the caddy out there on the mountain tomorrow. I'm my own caddy. Yeah. <laughs> I can hit a seven iron throughout the whole course. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> just, just give me the pitching wedge and we're going to play from the tee box. Oh, um, there <laughs> yeah. you go. From the women's tees. Let's do it. Yep. No, that's good, though. Uh, I'm excited about it. I, You know, you guys will you guys will get a taste of it. You especially. You haven't yeah. shot it yet. So, um, And then you guys will jump over with me. I'm going to be in the Latitude booth all day tomorrow. Um this this podcast will air like after tax, so we're talking in real time as we're recording. But um, you'll just have to kind of put it in podcast terms. But um, I'm excited. I'm going to be doing some content for Latitude pictures, video, and then uh, AJ and I will be doing at one o'clock. We're going to be doing the Iron Rhino, I believe, and trying out the vectors against the iron rhino so there's this target that is cut out as a rhino that's all iron but the only spot that isn't is the heart and we're going to actually 
like miss the heart on purpose to stack up these vector arrows against all the competitors. So, and so far they've done really well. The, the component system, the titanium, ugh, it's pretty legit. Where, where is, where is the iron target at? What AJ, I, so I haven't been to the course yet cause I got up here late today, but AJ said it was on the, like the practice course. So, okay. and I think he said it was like 47 yards. Does that sound right? Did you guys hear him or talk about it? I didn't hear the yardage. I, didn't hear yardage. I think it was 47 yards. So I, I'm in, I can miss from that far. Yeah. I mean, for sure. sure. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not a great archer. I mean, you so. can just aim right at the ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When, when you go to do that, I want to shoot my, my arrows and kind of just see comparison too. Yep. But, and you're shooting mm-hmm. the what? Uh, some victories. Yep. Uh, S, uh, VAP SS. Okay. Uh, three Definitely. Let's yeah. let's stack yeah. them up. Where are you shooting, Isaiah? I'm shooting uh, Eastern Bud Lines. Okay. So yeah, that would be fun just to line. You know, if if the whole group's ready to shoot right there. Yeah. Just to let's let's all shoot that thing in the ass. Let's just start ruining arrows. Throw some twenty dollar bills in the air. For sure. <laughs> We're That's about up. what it's equivalent yeah. to, isn't <laughs> like, it? Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. So. Tack is what it is. We know that we're here going to shoot tack, but let's get into some hunting stuff. So, oh, boy. I've been getting a lot of requests about gear. People want to hear about freaking gear. And it's not a bad thing, but let's get into it. Um, Gear-related things. I guess let's go around the room. Dave, we'll start with you. Like, you know, what for, the ne- for next season, what are you going to change the most – about your gear. I mean, it, and it could be a, literally a broadhead change. I don't know. Yeah. But, like, what are you going to change that and why, basically? Okay. So, uh, naturally, I am, uh, I don't change much. Yeah. Because I've gotten so confident with what I use. And w- when I say that, I mean hanging in the dark, you mm-hmm. know, taking down in the dark. That's that's what I'm confident with, you know. I only bow hunt. I, and I only hang and hunt. That's just my style of hunting. Uh, clothing, all that stuff, gear, all that stuff, it's not going to change anything. If I was to change something, it's it's going to be uh, integrating a saddle into my gear. And that would be a big change, right? Because, oh, yeah. because it's I've been running the original Lone Wolf Assault 2 for 10 years in the sticks. That, that stand changes the game. Yeah, it's it's. I'll never get rid of that stand, even though you know there's great companies making great products. That thing, that thing hasn't changed since the day I bought it. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I'm confident. Like I can go in in the dark. The lat, you know, the original podcast I was on, we talked about hanging in the dark. Like I was, I'm confident with my yep. setup. So if I change anything, it's going to be a saddle. In Probably the reasoning for it, honestly, it's just going to be for the weight. And, you know, but I've also had to think about, you know, yeah, the weight changes from the stand. I still have to carry sticks. Instead of a stand, I'll have to carry a pack. And I'll probably have to carry one neck, a tether, right? Are you not carrying a pack with the stand? No. Oh, you don't? No. Really? No, no, I'm, I'm very much a minimalist. No, there's there's no backpack. I don't nothing. really. Yeah, nothing. See, yeah. the minimalist guys without backpacks. I don't know how the hell you do it. Yeah. Well, here, but here's the thing. Like, I I'm you know surrounded by you good guys, but I think all you guys film, right? Mm-hmm. That I don't do that. Like, I'm I'm just hunting. If, if what you are you guys... taking in? Let's say it's let's let's call it an October hunt. Okay. It doesn't matter what October. 
what time of the year in October it is, like what day it is. What are you taking in with you? Okay, so I have the Lone Wolf Assault 2 on yeah. my back with three sticks. No aiders, no nothing. Just and no, just buckle straps. Okay, the, and your the, bow and your release. And the your the bow is going to sit on on my on my neck the same way as I'll carry it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Okay, and after that, I have a bow rope in my pocket, and I've got a and I've got a bow hanger. Okay, I I don't take any. I'll, I'll carry a pocket knife on my pocket, but all my my tracking and my gutting stuff I have a, in a separate pack, and that's always ready to go because of at the I, truck. Yeah, at the truck. You know, honestly, sometimes in the truck, mostly at home because I'm going to go home and get my kids. Before we go tracking. Mm-hmm. But it's always ready to go. When I go hunting, I expect to have to use that. So I, it's, you know, tags. I, I got a bino harness on. I wear that in. And I, I, I take my my last strap that is on my stick. And I'll, I'll strap a coat to it. Because I'm just walking in in my base layers. And maybe my bibs or my pants. If I wear my bibs, they're unzipped. But it's just, it's very minimal. I envy you <laughs> for that. That's yeah. crazy, man. Dude, yeah. that is light. It, it's light, but but here's let's go let's go on the flip side of it. I love watching cool hunts. There's on nothing, YouTube but, and on TV. Yeah, there, there's nothing from me you're gonna get to watch. You know what I mean? So it's it's there's a give let, and me, take. Let, let me ask you guys if you guys weren't you know taking really good pictures and video and stuff, how much stuff could you eliminate? From your guys' stuff. Tyler, you go first. That'd be tough, man. I still think, like, my knife and my grunt call sure. or, you know, just, I don't know, sometimes layers. You know, I like to strap my layers on the bottom of my pack or yep. just so, so many random things, you know, some SD cards. If I check a camera going in and out of the stand or an SD card reader, you know, stuff like that or a set of gloves or, man, going totally no yeah. pack would be tough for me. That, That'd be, be tough for but, me. And here's, here's like... I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's just my minimalist mindset, but like everything that Tyler said, I wouldn't need a pack for. You put what, that all in your pockets and. Well, yeah. Other than let's say your base layers. So like I'm, I'm old school. I have the Lone Wolf Assault Two with the three sticks stacked off of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I can put all my base layers with the bungee around those and carry those in. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, Where it's like, and then, and let's just say you're carrying, I'll carry a, a small fanny pack sometimes, but the small fanny pack has to have lashing straps to it yeah. because the base layers that Tyler's talking about, we don't want to put those on until we're up in the tree. Nope. So I'll lash those to the, let's say a, a small fanny pack and you can put the fanny pack on, stand on your back, climb one trip up that tree. Okay. And when you get up the tree and all settled in, then you can take those base like your outer layers whatever you want to do and, and strap it on but i'm gonna guess like he probably you probably are not carrying a grunt tube till later in the season right, right. yeah for sure right it, it ain't coming out till november right. or something yeah and and like if packs are nice because you can organize stuff right yes. yep but i mean if you, you really think about it you can really start utilizing more of the pockets. Yeah, you're, on not, your you're not digging in your pack in I a hunting know, situation. Dude. Right. You're yeah. not. Yeah. When he's, when more you're saying, more it's making sense. Yeah. I'm like, you know, when you're ready to kill something or something's going down, you're not digging in your pack. Yep. You're not. Yep. I mean, how how many of you, like, all your guys' grunt tubes, do they have a lanyard on them? Yeah. Yeah. They all, like, you know, like, 
I can remember as a kid. You're pissing me off right now. <laughs> <laughs> I can remember as I can remember as a kid having a pack, and I naturally carried everything. Mm-hmm. Probably more snacks than gear. Oh yeah. Maybe still a little guilty of taking too oh, much yeah. snacks, you know. But when you really start breaking down what you're using, like I said, it, you guys are filming stuff and taking really great pictures. So it's my 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 thing's a little different than yours. But if you just take away that stuff, if you're in my shoes, what do you like? And plus the way, like I said, Lone Wolf Salt 2 with sticks coming off of it. I don't lay them flat. I like the way that it was designed to mm-hmm. hold sticks. Yep. You can't put a backpack on it. No, it's hard. So the stuff you got the stick, you got the flat stand with the sticks coming off the back, stuff against each side, just strapped on it, and it's that's yeah. all that I roll with. Man, I, you piss me off. <laughs> I, I, I guess if your stand had some straps or something for your outer layers, yep. that that would be take some bungee straps. And yeah, you could, yeah, I mean, I could, I could see how you so, could make that into like a frame pack, but like the little things as far as like, you know, my pack, I use a fanny. And with the straps, with backpack straps. And like a lumber I, style pack. A lumber style, yeah. yep. But I like to take a water bottle. I was with about me. to say a water. What about like a water? Like a water or a, you know, a knife. I like to have a yeah. knife with me. I like to have my tag on me. I like to have a grunt tube all year. Because, you know, like I, you know, if it could be October 3rd and I'm like, hey, if that deer's not committing, I'll throw a grunt at him. Like a little tent, like something, yeah. you know, um, you know, but the, the more you describe it, it's like, really don't need that. Yeah. Really don't need a water. It's about a three hour sit I can do without water. Sure. I really don't need my tag. I mean, you need your tag on you. It could be in your pocket. Yep. And it's like, I really don't need a pack. Yeah. That's why I mean, you piss me off I, right I, now. How <laughs> many, how many, uh, you guys all, you, you talk about a knife. I mean. That thing can, but I, I've, but when you say that, and I say, well, I like to have a knife with me. I've, n- I never use a knife. Yeah, I, I carry, I carry a, a knife with me, and it's not even my gutting knife. I just carry a knife with me, just because I'm just yeah. always that thought, like, okay, what if I have to, what if you need cut myself down or or whatever? And I don't know if the, this could be right or wrong, but I always, you know, I have that packing or that tracking bag packed, mm-hmm. but I always leave it at home because here's my concept. If I have to go home and get it and get my kids or my wife, it gives that animal time. Whether I like it or not, I You're have forcing them. Yeah. You know, I may have a 10 minute drive home from our property. I may have an hour drive home. But either way, it's giving that animal time. I got to go home. My, my kids are going, period. Like, so there's no sense of me carrying that stuff with me because I'm going to have to go home and get them anyways. Mm-hmm. But it's just, but I, here's another thing I've thought about. If I had, and this is just my circumstance, and this may not be everyone's. If I have a, if I had a property set up where I could have pre-hung stands and stuff like that, I may carry a backpack when I don't have to carry a stand. Right. Yep. But that, that stand's always on my back. And the way the stand and sticks carry, that forces me to what I can carry and how I have to mm-hmm. actually carry that stuff. I can in. see that. It makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah. Isaiah, what do you what do you got? What's your what's your formula? Backpack, no backpack. I'm taking a backpack. Are you? Yep, with the camera gear and snacks and everything <laughs> yep. else. Yeah, I got are you a mobile hunter? Yeah, I have a I have a saddle. Yep. Yeah, switched from the tree stand that you had, the mm-hmm. lone wolf, to a saddle last year and killed my Michigan buck out of it. Yeah, yep. and then yeah, what saddle are you using? Uh, I got a tethered. Nice. Yep. Yep. We'll, what, beep, uh, we'll beep that out. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, what uh, what do you put in your backpack? Other than snacks and snacks. So they're. <laughs> I don't need a backpack, basically. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd really go over it. it's ev- what everyone else is kind of yeah, carrying. I guess camera what, gear. You know, camera listen gear. to David though. Like, other than the camera gear, yep. I mean, because we need you need if you're if you're filming, you need a tree arm, you need your camera, yep. you need a GoPro, whatever batteries. Like, you gotta have you gotta have room for that. What kind of backpack you running? I guess I don't even know. No, nope. is it like it's, just a shoulder strap, yeah, like yep. normal backpack, yep. smaller yeah. one? No, it's like decent a size. Pack? Is it okay? Yeah, decent size. Yep. Uh, I put a lot of my layers in it. Yep. So that's what, how I carry my layers is just packing it in that way. Yeah. But honestly, now that you guys talk about the layer thing, I'll I'll fight through the sweat a lot. Like I'll oh, wear yeah. like it my not, upper not my Mm-mm. my core. Depend if if I'm going out on my family farm here in Michigan. That's when I might like branch out and like, okay, I'll just wear my base layers in with no like outer layer and I'll just take it in. But like majority of the time, like my family farm, I'm not, I'm not walking too awfully far to it. Um, might be 500, 600 yards um, where I can just like kind of take my time. For me and how my body works, if I layer my core, I am fucked. <laughs> so, like, I will literally wear, like, a merino shirt in, hang in that, and be good when I get in the stand, put my core, because I'm a big vest guy. Mm-hmm. I wear a vest all the time. And it might be, like, that merino shirt or that long sleeve shirt with a vest, depending on weather-wise. But, like, I can sit four or five hours and be somewhat cold and 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 live with it you know what i mean and so i feel like my layering system is down pretty pat of like you know i've got a set like i got like three sets like if i'm going out in like 30 to 40 40 degree weather this is what i'm doing if i go in 40 to 50 this is what i'm doing 50 to 60 and up this is what i'm doing like i get it pretty like, I might go to my locker and just be like, boom, I'm taking this out, I'm going. Yep. You know, I get it pretty set, but I'll, like, my, my, I can live with my legs being cold. Yeah. For a while. My core, if it doesn't, get, if it gets cold, I'm a pussy. So, like, <laughs> my core is my thermostat. So, sure. that's where I, like, take a lot of my tender care is my core. That's why I'm a vest guy. Like, my arms can be cold, my legs can be cold. As long as my core, my 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 epicenter is good, I'm good. Yeah. So that's why I don't really take a lot of layers in on my back yeah. or on my pack. So yeah. yeah. Are you the same way, Isaiah? Like like how do you do deal with your layering system? I mean, you're hanging sticks, you're yeah. you're climbing, putting platforms up, like how you do that. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. 
Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. I'm going in more base layers. Are you? Um, and then got some puffies that I'll put on. I can't sit out there when I'm cold. So really? I bring in a lot of, st- yeah, <laughs> a lot of stuff. Yeah, yep. What well, do you, uh, what do you do when? So, you're a saddle hunter. Yep. Are you putting your platform in your pack, or you strap it to the outside? Strapping it to the outside of it. But what do you do with the sticks? Sticks are. What am I doing? See, <laughs> I like you make them think about do it. You, do you use all right? So naturally, so I've been toying around with mm-hmm. some saddle stuff. Naturally, what I see is on the outside of a pack. Uh, naturally what i i think i would do is i would have say three sticks tight to the pack then mm-hmm. on the outside of those sticks the saddle platform tight to those sticks and then i'll strap down yep. is that, that kind of what you do yeah when i'm really running um on my home property that i hunt a lot i have sets out there okay. of just sticks okay so you already like you're i got you, some pre-hung you have sticks. pre-hung stuff but you're just saddle hunting out yes of them. yeah yep i have a good buddy uh a good hunter that he uh that he has some pre-hung saddle setups similar you know like he's made and whatnot but that's what i've that's the uh when i talked about maybe transition to saddle hunt that's always been the kind of thing Mm because like i said i haven't ran a pack but i think a pack's needed with saddle hunting yep is that you know does the saddle platform fit in the pack and if it doesn't naturally like being a minimalist i want a small pack everything needs to be strapped on the outside but it's got to be strapped really freaking well yeah you know? it can't be sloshing around can't be moving like around that. you know yep. and and you start Plenty. taking even you know like I, i'm a double stick kind of guy you know and you start then you gotta start thinking about how, the length of them like are they gonna fit on the the two steps are they gonna be on the bottom and the top of the pack right or are they gonna be hitting in the pack how they're gonna strap down mm-hmm. to it it's surgical this guy's surgical it, it's yeah. just little it's you just, piss me off is what you do because <laughs> you make me feel inferior about what i do yeah. so well but like i said that you guys are filming and i got a question for you guys because like i said i enjoy watching shit i really mm-hmm. do and i i you can ask my wife she probably gets tired of it there's a point in the off season where i always think about well shit what if i bought a camera you know mm-hmm. if give me the number Get one camera i'm gonna i'm gonna let me guess something but i want you guys all to answer and we'll go isaiah tyler to aaron the number one thing you guys hate about filming i'm gonna guess it's the camera arm then let me know what you guys think this is gonna be fun i like what's this. your number one thing you hate about filming self-filming the setup time the setup time. Yep. Yeah. Well, setup and the setup like when you're setting up okay, let's break it down from here. You don't like the setup time. What's the worst part about the setup time? It, yeah, it's the camera arm. The camera arm. Yep. What about you, Tyler? <laughs> yeah, similar. It kinda goes back to what you're saying about the base layers and layering and stuff yeah. like that. Like trying not to sweat, taking camera gear and heavy yeah. stuff, heavy pack, and you really don't want to sweat because sure. you're carrying all that weight. Um that for me that's it. That's yeah. the only thing. It's that's just th- just that taking that extra stuff yes what about you Aaron camera arm 100% and it's like um if I didn't 
there's times where I'll wake up in the morning for a morning hunt and it's like <sighs> alarm goes off, you're laying there looking at the ceiling, you're like I gotta set the camera arm up tonight or this morning. Yeah. I'm not going hunting. That's because yeah. you did it as a job for so long. Dude, it's and, th- be. and that's the thing. It's like it's it's I'm kind of like an asterisk because you know let's say you're an electrician. Sure. For a for a day time, a day job, nine to five. The last thing you want to do when you come home is is, <laughs> is fix the light switch. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. So like See, I edit all day. Yeah. And that's yes. what a lot of people don't understand. Is like, oh, when's when's this hunt gonna come out on your YouTube YouTube channel? And I'm like, whenever I get it out, because yeah. you know what? I fucking grind like a mother scratcher. And the last <laughs> thing I want to do when I sat at my desk for nine hours or whatever it is, is edit my content. Yeah. Now in it just, I'm sounding like a broken record in a, in a wine ass, but like, dude, it's just, it's difficult. Yeah. So let's go. So I, I have a tendency of looking at the flip side of everything. Yeah. How satisfying is it for you guys when you do get to? So satisfying. Awesome. I'm going to start with you because. I mean, that's, that's got to be awesome. Because, I mean, this year in Missouri, Tyler killed two freaking hammers yep. of deer. Yeah. And one was self-filmed and. When he called me, right after he killed that deer, it was like I could I could just tell in his voice that like I accomplished something that I've been wanting to accomplish for a long time. Yeah, for like sure. it it was just a different level of passion. So sure. I'm gonna let him kind of talk on that because it's it's a gratification that I I honestly it is man. It's I mean filming your deer hunts is sweet. I mean there's no doubt about it. It sucks carrying setting up the camera arm. It mm-hmm. sucks editing your footage. It sucks sweating carrying a heavy backpack and and all that stuff. There's there's a million negatives to it, but like you said the flip side is when it does t- come together that one out of 100 times and you arrow that target buck or kill a big deer, whatever it is, you're trying to tell that story and it's done and you shoot it, you get it on film. It's like I can share this with everyone. Sure. The feelings, like the emotions, like all of it, like you can take it and you can sh- share it with everybody. You can show it. And s- instead of coming back uh, to camp and just saying, oh, I shot this bucky, come in and hit a scrape. It's like, dude, check this out. Here's yeah. it in 4K, 120 yep. frames per second. Like yeah. we're going to watch this arrow enter this animal. Like yeah, it's it's just a next level of getting to relive it. Yeah. You know, you kind of get to capture that frame and yeah. you can replay that memory and relive those emotions. So yeah, Not to mention though, how many times have you shot a deer, you in particular, you've never filmed your stuff where you're like, I don't know where I hit it. Well, that was marginal. Oh, yeah. It's... Where did I actually hit this deer? Oh, Can yeah. I go after him right now or do I have to wait 12 hours? Yeah. Sure. I mean, it's, it's, I think we all question that, right? I mean, it, look at, you know, I look back at, uh, let's take it to yesterday, your Illinois deer. You know what I mean? Like, yep. you watch, you know, when oh, you, dude, when we watch, when I watch that thing, I, I'm going, that, that deer died right there yeah but you were you know what i mean we're like until you watch it back and know like oh dude he dropped like but if you put that on a big screen if you go back to camp put that on a big screen mm-hmm. aaron and aaron's going back in there and, and cracking beers walking back to oh, knowing yeah. that thing died but I, i'll uh i'll be honest is there's there's times when i think hard about filming because when I when I watch stuff, I love a story more than any giant deer. Yep, that's that's give, good too. Give me a story. 100%. Give me a story about any. I don't I don't care if it's your first deer, 
or it's your largest year or it's like a 50 day grind. I love a story more than anything. Mm -hmm. Like that's going to get that. That's what gets my attention. And there's times like, you know, as much as you were like, ah, dude, you know, fuck off or you don't carry shit in your pack. There's also times when I'm like, dude, I love watching good storylines. Like Mm -hmm. that's, I think about that often. Yeah. So, and that's like to kind of go back to the Illinois deer. That episode just dropped last night. So that whole thing was like, that deer mind screwed me. Like when he ran off, if you go back, if he ran off, his tail was up, he bounded off like he was like, basically got missed. And I'm like, oh shit, you know, I just missed that deer. I go back on this little three and a half inch LCD screen and I'm like, I'm going to play this back and see see what happens here. Frame by frame. And it's like, well, I think I missed him. And then yeah. when I went up and wa- I got down, walked over to the arrow, and it was covered in red blood. And I'm like, well, oh, this is this is a done deal here. Yeah. But I still, I'm I'm the type of guy that's like, I'm not going to say yay until I see his white belly. Sure. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he ran 52 yards, and right when you've seen him on the other side of Autumn Olive Bush, he did die right there. Yeah. You know, that's where he died. He was done. But, like, I didn't see that. Yeah. So, like... I'm just superstitious. I am like, try to take everything like slowly, like until I actually physically see it with my eyes, you know, yeah, that's, then I'll be that's like, from yeah. experience, man. That's not yeah. superstition. That's nope. not nothing. That's yeah. you've got excited before and mm-hmm. didn't come to a happy ending. That's just pure experience. Yeah. You've yep. seen a lot of hunts. Yeah. You, you know, have. whether you've been behind the bow or behind the camera, you've seen yeah. a lot of hunts. <laughs> Isaiah, filming your hunts. How long have you been been filming your hunts? Uh, I've been filming for probably the last four years, but really filming last year was the first year. Okay. So why did you get into filming them? To watch them over. Really? Yep. And just kind of have just that to... memory. Yep. And, you know, yeah. and, it, and it's a challenge. Yeah, it is. I mean, the first time I filmed, like self-filmed my first deer that I killed, like you – Dave, you talk about the gratification. It's like, it's an undescribable gratification that's like, wow. Yeah. I just mm-hmm. did something. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, how many deer, like, have you self-filmed killing deer then? Yeah. Have Dude, you? he had a banger year last year. He won't tell you, but he killed two really good bucks mm-hmm. on film in food plots. Like, beautiful footage. Like, when he showed me, I was like, holy so cow, the, man. What the Cheers hell? He's that. just hanging yeah. out. He's just, he's just. Yeah, he wasn't going to tell you. Sandbagging over yeah. here he is. Tell us about him. Let's get into him. So the first one was opening day of Ohio's deer season. So okay. end of September, Se- yeah, in September twenty fifth, yep. last Saturday. In yeah, September. Let, yep. So yep. it came in twenty fifth last year. Yeah, that's, I believe it was like that's early. early. What, yeah, whatever. That's last, early. Yep, twenty fifth or twenty sixth. Yep. yep. Um, Lease or public ground or what do you got? Uh, my dad has property down okay. there. Okay. Yep. Gotcha. Yep. Uh, first year we've had the property. Um, had a pretty dang good buck come young deer we we i was guessing four years old um yeah he came on camera all through the summer great deer um so we went down it was yeah the last saturday in september um first morning hunt saw one buck four does um and then that night we were kind of in the afternoon we were sitting around the barn buddy and i who he'll he'll be here tomorrow yep um he he was around the camera 
And so we went out to a nice, great food plot. One of the best food plots. Hang and hunt, or did you have a salt? Uh, we had a redneck. Okay. Yep. I redneck. Gotcha. Yep. So sitting there, we saw, I think it was seven different bucks, four of them no over shit. 130. Holy cow. Hey. Um, yeah, I saying. mean, that's what I'm saying. You should yeah. see some of this Jeez. footage. Just rolling out the red carpet. Yeah. Now, yeah. Huh? yeah it was like. see this afterwards. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. Oh, shit. Yeah. No, it was. Um, got TV right here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no we're so yeah we had four four bucks over 130 this what n- you you did not like want to shoot one of those deer um the first deer that came in he was a eight point probably 135 big eight point yep. that's a good eight point yeah tried he's to, dying yeah, <laughs> yeah he's dead yeah. one through the chest Tr- yeah. trying to kill him <laughs> Oh, we were? were yes, getting ready on them, and then a doe caught us, started blowing, doing her thing, and Son of a bitch. yep, cleared the field. And it was one of those. It's like, well, if that doe comes back in and is staring She's at us, it. we're we're shooting a doe tonight. Yep. <laughs> um, I like that. That's my rule. She yep. blows, she gets it. <laughs> yep. So after that, we it was fifteen minutes later, kind of watching the field, and here comes a. I think it was like four bucks came walking in. And then the Buckeye was after, came came in, kind of pushing all the other deer around, being big antler deer, whatever. He wasn't the oldest one out there, but he just, he had something. So, um. You knew this deer, though. Yeah. You, you, yep. Okay. Yep. Um, yeah, so he came in, got the camera on him, just perfect just gorgeous film it was oh, yeah standing clear in a Nebraska plot with the sun on him like oh yeah proud dude, yeah. where does this live at where do you find this at where do you where this the rise where can next you watch year? it yeah. <laughs> um you will be able to watch it it will be on a uh, vital shot oh okay yep 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 so it'll be on there come august that's I think. gonna be on sportsman isn't it yep yeah it's sportsman channel nice. yep nice. yep so so deer came out he came to like 30 and kind of milled around, um, arranged them. I was like, okay, we're he's broadside, so arranged them. He was at thirty, drew back, held for felt like five minutes. It was probably <laughs> only twenty five seconds or twenty seconds. <laughs> it's funny how that works. I uh-huh. love that though. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So and then um, he came walking into eighteen yards. Had I shoot a single pin? So it was a kind of a guess aim. Sure. I was shooting that week. Um, trying to figure out trying to set my pin for 30 and see where it hits at 18 or where it hits at 20 where it's hitting at 40 um so i was prepared for it but deer came in to 18 yards made the shot and it was one of those we smoked them deer just knew it yep. done thought we smoked them <laughs> so this is there so we thought we smoked them um I was freaking out because I've been to Ohio for five years now and haven't I've missed once and haven't killed a deer so it was just all the emotions sure. and everything. Um, so nice having a camera. We watched footage, shot him back. Um, so we gave him time, shot him. It was seven thirty. Um, we gave him time until like one a.m. Went in there. He was still alive. At like it was like one thirty, two o'clock. By the time we found him, he's alive, and it's like okay, we're backing out, letting him be. Um, then went back in the next day and found him. 
I think it was noon we found Where'd him. Where'd you hit him at? We hit him. I got him. Um, it was like liver guts. Sure. And I thought he was quartering away. And if you watch the film, he was quartering too a little bit. So it even. Yeah. yeah it messes you up a little bit. Yes. Sure. Yep. How far uh, was he still laying right where you've seen him at 130? Nope. Or nope. how he, far away is he? He got he got up and ran about another 100 yards. He was. Okay. He was hurting though. Yeah. He was 250. Yeah. Yep. yep. And had to be down in the bottom of one of the hills in Ohio. And sure. Make it earn it. Oh yeah, the drag up that hill was yeah terrible yeah. and all, we, all five years was worth it. Oh yeah. yeah, yep, yep. We get up to the top though, it's like we're looking at her skin and it's like, man, I, didn't, I don't remember those freckles. Right. Like, yeah. We, my buddy and I had hundred ticks. Oh, really each, terrible each, down there. Oh, huh? just tiny little looked like pepper seed ticks. Wow. You. And I was like, I don't remember that. And you scratch it, and it's like, oh no. Seed ticks are terrible. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, and that's just yeah. But no, so you guys will be able to watch it yeah. later. What like August. Uh, what did he score? What did you He's, put a table? Uh, one fifty, one fifty and one eighth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Dude, uh, twelve point. He's so. just over here sandbagging yeah. in the corner. He, he killed a good Michigan one too. Yeah, I know. That was only buck one, right? That was buck yeah. one. Yep, buck two. We'll uh, had him on camera in the summer. Michigan buck. Yep. Okay, yep. we got to break this down a little bit. We just can't just get right into it. I mean, <laughs> um, so. Like, are you hunting farm country, hill country? What are you, what are you hunting? In Michigan? Big woods? Yeah. Uh, more farm country. Okay. Yep. And do you know about this deer at all? Um, in We believe we had him last year, so would that be 2020 season. Okay. Uh, did not kill him. Yeah. Um, then had him all 2021 summer, um, and then he disappeared, and then he showed back up. It was, I think it was late October. Really? Yep. Kill Come him. back in for the does? Yep. You guys hold a lot of does in your property? A, dec- a decent amount. I'm yep. right on the a riverbed kind okay. with hayfields to the north. And yep. So so you were you went in after that deer, or was it just like kind of like, hey, I know there's some good deer in here in the area. I'm just going to kind of see what happens. Kind of a little bit of both. Knew that he was in the area. Kind of knew where he's been, where mm-hmm. he's kind of been traveling. Um, it was... November 6th, and so there was a bedding area on my piece, and the wind was out of the southeast. So it was blowing over the bedding area. I was on the little bit north of it, and it's like the, my idea was it's like that eh, deer or a buck should come in between me, checking the bedding area, making his yep. way. That's yep. what they do. Working the downwind side yep. of that bedding area. Yep. So, yeah, he... Yeah, November 6th, uh, I had pictures of him. I think the last picture I got of him was, I think it was like November 4th in that okay. area, yep. walking through one of the food plots. Daylights? Yeah. Or yep, daylight. Really? Yep. yep, I think, yeah, November 4th was like, I believe it was noon, 12.30. So he's cruising. Yeah. Yep. He's like on the prowl looking. Yep. 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 So, what a southeast wind, were you waiting for that type of wind? That is such a rare like got, wind for that is a rare November. Wind. Were you waiting on that wind or a little bit? Not, yeah. not really. Yeah, I guess just played your it cards. Just, it just yeah, okay. It worked out for me. Yeah, um, yeah. So he came. Wind worked. Yeah, wind was great for the spot. Yeah, set up and sure. Um, so deer came, which I did not get this one on camera. I was self filming. He came through um like 27 yards i am up on a hill 
In a tree stand? Yes. Okay. Yep. I'm in a saddle. Sitting yep. first time. Saddle. Yeah. Look at you. Yeah. I think it was <laughs> one of the first times I was in the saddle, so still learning. That, okay. That night, it was how we were talking about layering yeah. and setting yep. up stands Just and all that. Just a mess. <laughs> it was the fourth tree I tried. Got it in the other three, and I was like, dude, how many trees working? have you ever been yeah. to where you're like, fuck, I can't get in that yeah. one. I'm going to try this one. I'm going to yeah. try this uh-huh. one. It's yeah. like it's just a mess. Yep. And this was a first tree, got up in there, got all set in, and it's like, I can't see. Yeah. This is terrible. Yeah. So you take it down. Then you go to the next tree, and it's like, my straps don't get around it. Then you get to the next one, it's like, this is, this tree's dead. Yeah. <laughs> so we're just going to keep moving. To that point, you're like, I just need to get in a tree and hunt. <laughs> yes. Like, I'm yeah. just. Yep. Forget what I'm hunting. Like, I just need to get up here and hunt. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, got up. Finally found a tree up on a ridge. Um, which So, where that deer came through, he was about 30 feet below me. Because I was up four sticks high. Yeah. A foot above, two feet above my <laughs> oh, fourth yeah. stick. Both, <laughs> and, like, Nosebleeds. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, he came. I caught a glimpse of a deer. Popped up binos on him. And it's like, that's, that's the big seven. He was yeah. a big seven point. Um, so he came working on through, got to, I believe it was like 24 yards, made the shot and it was one of those right in, it was right on the edge of the shoulder, almost yeah. hit him high shoulder. It was a, this deer's going to live. Harsh angle. Or is, yes. Cause you're yeah. so high. Yes. And, yep. 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 And so going back, got the camera on the deer, but as soon as I drew back, I forgot about the camera and just. You're a went, hunter. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep, so, yeah, it was, so the shot was high shoulder or perfect, coming right down through. Uh, we gave him about three hours, went in, um, and he didn't run 100 yards. Complete yeah. pass, you said? Yep, yep. So y- you were, southeast wind, you were sitting on the north side of a bedding area. Was was He, he was cruising the downwind side of that bedding area. Yeah. Yeah, was he by himself? Yeah, yeah. yep. Yeah. And that was That's, what time of year? Uh, November 6th. Yeah. Do you, you, you remember when I came up to your place and we podcast the first time and I was talking about mature deer in Michigan about being by themselves? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's why mm-hmm. I, I'm just curious. Like, <laughs> what do you th- how, how old do you think that deer was? Um, or did you get him aged? I did not get him aged. What so. do you think he was? I was thinking four and a half. Yeah. Really? Yep. Yeah. But, you know, and, and that just goes back to like, you know, when you and I went to my family farm mm-hmm. to the cabin and and when we were going between the um cedar finger cedar finger and the riley scrape that's where i set up yep and Last had year. that and had that you know 120 125 inch nine pointer come and and scent check and i was just like 40 yards too far too far you know i didn't i didn't too, get i too, didn't get deep enough yeah too safe and it sounds like it's kind of the same scenario and like what you talked about, like, you know, those older mature deer, which I don't know what that deer aged at. He is probably a three and a half, honestly. Um, but those deer, like kind of getting to your point, like, you know, they're just, to me in Michigan, I'm just going to speak in Michigan and in my instances, and you can call bullshit on it if you want. I know where this is going. I'm probably like, agree. But those deer, they don't want to fuck around with anybody else. Yep. They want to be by themselves. They're going to find their doe. They're going to do what they want to do with that doe. 
they're obviously going to go look for another one, but they don't want to do anything with any other deer. Yeah. They want to, they're loners. Yeah. They are, they are hermits. Yeah. They're, they want to be by themselves. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I'd like to get your guys input on this because from what I see, you know, when we talk about, you know, mature deer or whatever, it, you know, other than his Ohio story or Tyler's Missouri or, you know, your Iowa stories, let's just, when we talk about Michigan, I call mature deer in Michigan three and a half. Yeah. So because I'm, I'm you, there, want, yeah. you want it, that it, they're, it's smaller than 10%. Three and eight, I, I swear to God, I've seen something before. They said 1% of the deer herd in Michigan is three and a half or older. I'm probably wrong. Someone can. I, think, I could believe that. I think so, it was like 70% of the deer harvested in Michigan are one and a half or yeah, something crazy. Okay. So, so right. let's just call it three and a half. I, and I've, I talked about this on the, the first podcast I did with Aaron is that the same as what I Isaiah just said. His story was on November 6th. Okay. Everyone should say, well, that buck was probably chasing a doe. <laughs> Not Michigan. No. I'm telling you, this is different. Like, there's there's times when I believe that these the three and a half or older in Michigan, sometimes the does are actually finding them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just as much as that buck, and this is my opinion, just as much as that buck picks that doe, that doe picks that buck. Absolutely. I, I, I'm... I'm I'm so like I've seen this for years. Okay, I I I can take it in my basement and show you the biggest white tails on my wall. I've all been by themselves, and some of the biggest white tails I've killed are between November fifth, November eighth, and they're not. I I've never killed a, a a big white tail that's mounted on my wall chasing a doe. That that's never happened. Really, N- never. They th- you think about some of the biggest bucks in Michigan. Other than the rarity of like, oh my gosh, I was driving down the road and I see one out and I caught cornfield. Like th- these big, these big Michigan bucks, like they're, like he, like he said, why, wh- th- it's November 6th. Why is he not with a doe? Yeah. He's just, he just, you working. know what I mean? He's just doing his thing. You know what I mean? Where it's, he's up on his feet. Yes. That time of year has him vulnerable up on his feet, but he's not, he's not hardcore chasing. They, this, this mature buck in Michigan got killed. He's slipping up, but he was all by himself. I, I, I've seen it time and time again. I think there's something to it. I can't put something like put a finger on it, but I, I really think that you, you look at those old bucks in Michigan, and even during the hottest times in November, they're slipping up and they're still all by themselves. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. They, they've seen you know how many ruts they've yeah. seen this breeding season happen so many times. Yep. They understand it better yeah. than those immature deer, so yeah, it makes total sense. Yeah, oh, yeah. and it's like it's how many times have you heard guys talk about you know like, well, you know, once in a while you may hear a guy say, "Well, I grunted a deer into Michigan," but they've all heard it, right? Yeah, you know, I mean, it's it, it you know, like the buck I killed this year. It's November fifth, the day before Isaiah killed. He he's all by himself at five thirty in the afternoon. You know, he's he's out on his feet. He's working hard for something, but he's not running hard chasing right. the does yeah you want to you want to know when i see the biggest the the biggest bucks with those and i talked to greg tonight about this the middle of october i was about to say that middle of october to late october the 14th through like the 20th of october i think the, the biggest bucks in michigan are getting that first crack at the hottest 
those females around. I I legit think that. Like like I was just saying, yeah, you know, they've they've seen the breeding season. They mm-hmm. understand how it works. They yep. know when they're going to go into estrus. They have the most experience. Yeah. So it's yeah. Ryan Ryan Glitzky. I did a podcast with Ryan Glitzky. I don't know if you guys know that name, but he's he's from PA. He is he's a stud when it comes to deer hunting, and he when I did that podcast, he talked about um, midday movement or daylight movement in general with mature bucks around October thirteenth, fourteenth, fifteenth. He's like, I see it every year, and. I don't want to put words in his mouth, but basically when I equate that, like when I started thinking about that, like I'm the same way. Yeah. The family farm where you and I scouted, there's cameras, soaker cameras that we would put out and it's like, dude, we're getting bucks, good shooter bucks midday on October 18th. Yep. yep. October 12th on the quote unquote October law, which I don't believe in at all. I really don't. But we're getting midday movement and it's like, okay, it's, you know, it's daylight movement. We're, what are these bucks doing? So yeah. then it's like, it sends you into a spiral of like, what do I need to do yeah. to get in front of one of these bucks? You know what I mean? And, and it's difficult. Like they're doing another transition. They do the transition in from velvet to hardhorn. And then it's like, okay, hunting season starts. They're getting a little pressure. Crops are changing, crops are coming off, stuff like that. They're going to do another transition. So it's like, how do you, you know, capitalize in your area in in the scenario you have in that time? Yeah. So, you know, the food's definitely changing. But for us here in Michigan, and even like as as I as I said in Ohio, like that last week, that last Saturday, you know, in Ohio is the opener that you're getting like basically two weeks of pressure. Yep. And I think that's the biggest change that we're seeing. And I think it's we the all most drastic for sure. Yeah. I think we all grew up kind of with that concept that, that, that time frame sucked for hunting. Right. But the cameras are showing that that's a lie. Mm-hmm. It's really good time. I found a, a fawn on May 4th last year. Really? May 4th. Okay. Two hundred days from that is what? October fifteenth. I was gonna say early October. Holy it's October fifteenth. And let's just plus uh, or minus a couple of days. Yeah. It's if you look it up, they say one hundred ninety eight days to two hundred and one days. Yeah. I'll give it two hundred and one, like the full span. And I'll just say that it was actually born on the day I seen it. I got video of it. I found it out scouting May fourth. That's October fifteenth breeding this year. I, I've, we had a fawn just a cr- right in front of our house. That was October 20th if we went back 201 days. It's happening early. It's happening early. It's, <laughs> and honestly, the earliest I've ever seen a deer breed, a buck breed a doe, is October 23rd, 24th-ish. Yeah. And to me, I'm like, damn. Yeah. yeah. That's early. Yeah. You and know? The thing that I can't get figured out in – it's probably going to take like a actual biologist, not someone like me, but is, is it the oldest doe or is it just a doe that's ready to go? That's that's the question, right? Like I got, I got trail cam videos from this last year of October 14th when, you know, the most, the second most mature buck is the doe walks in to the scrape she stands there, gives that look back, and here comes. He's one forty. 
walks right in October fourteenth. <laughs> he's, 14th. he's, a, he's he walks, a big deal. He he, <laughs> he he walks right in behind her. I'm just gonna pass him. And they're and they're and they're fully they're they're ready to rock. It's October fourteenth. Hmm. And you know, I I wish I knew. You know, like I wish I could pinpoint that dough. You right. know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. knowing that dough... You stick around here. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever that dough is, I expect this next year, wherever she is in that dough family group, that she'll be she'll For be sure. popping at the same time. Yeah. It's good shit, boys. Good stuff. We're getting up on time here. I'm hold, literally yeah, holding on with your mic, mic stand. I was, I was going to ask, what's going on with your mic situation? Are you, you going to stand up and uh, I don't know, I was do gonna, a little dance? I'm just going to do an Elvis for you. Just like... <laughs> I'm holding a mic stand here. It's like a tree branch in my arms. <laughs> it's it's a uh, cover art. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, it's, it's it's way past Tyler's bedtime. I I could keep going for yeah. like two more hours. I got one more question for you guys. You guys are all self foamers. Ask them. Okay. Ask them. All right. Are you is it? Are you guys Canon or Sony guys? I've been a Panasonic guy. Okay. And I just bought a Canon. Okay. So I'm making the switch over to Canon this yeah. year. Is it like you, you do the DSLR? Yes. Or yep. that, that's how you say it? Mirrorless yeah. camera. Yeah. yeah. How about you? Canon. Canon? And Same cam, thing? Camcorder. Camcorder? So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. What, what are you, that? David? What are you going to do this year? Put Friday, you on the spot. Same damn thing as always. Nothing. <laughs> oh, you you got to get you a little handy cam like Aaron yep. and I talk. Just, some, just get something, dude. Yeah. You know, dude, I'm, I I'm think literally going to buy a $200 Sony handy cam this year. You you want to know what's in, actually intrigued me a little bit, is, which I would have to get a separate one, is those, those guys that have like those full cell phone rigs. Mm-hmm. But I swear to God, you'd have to have like an extra one, right? Like I can't have mine hooked up to that. So so I did a podcast with a guy from Wisconsin, Miles Dykeman. Mm-hmm. Okay. This dude films everything with his iPhone. Yep. And it like he came out with a video and I'm like I text him. I'm like, "Dude, there's no way you film this on your iPhone." He's like, "Yeah. Legitimately I did." And I'm like, "Yeah. Kudos to you." Yeah. So then he started making me think and Tyler called me called bullshit on me. <laughs> Because I was gonna do it. I was gonna do it last year. He's like, "Why are you gonna film with your iPhone? Like, what?" And I'm like, "Dude, because it's like easy. It's like convenient. Like for me, it's got to be convenience. Yeah, you know, like it's it, like in a, that minimalist mindset. Like I don't want it to be a burden. Sure. Like it's got to be like in the flow of things. Yeah. So I'm like, well, I'll just film everything on my iPhone. And he gave me shit about it, so I <laughs> yeah. didn't do it. Yeah. He he called bullshit on me. Yeah. So I you, didn't do it. You guys are you guys are both. Well, you said you had a cameraman in Ohio, but other than that, you guys are self filming. Self filming most of the time, yeah. Yeah, because you and you filmed your girlfriend kill one. And, I did. Yeah. Yeah. Does she film you? Um, she would. She, she has in the past for yeah. sure. Cool. Yeah, we've been on a bunch of hunts where she filmed. She can run the camera half halfway decent. Nice. She can point it at deer and get it in focus. <laughs> cool. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Lauren, yeah. shout out Lauren. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Lauren. She's good. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a limb here. I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on blast. Oh Jesus! We you know you and I have talked a lot last couple months, and it's like you know you've had some inquiries of like people wanting you to film, and you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't want you to put, put you in an uncomfortable situation, but I I uh, I challenge you to get a camera and start uh-huh. filming 
I second that. I challenge you. <laughs> Dude, you'll love it. You won't have any regrets. And, and, it's, like, and, and it's not anything to like prove anything because, dude, I talk about Andy May a lot. You are the silent Andy May. And 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 I'm not saying Andy May is out there and like being like, I'm this dude because he's not. But Mark Kenyon, you know, I, I'm not saying Mark Kenyon made Andy May, but like he put him kind of on the map because mm-hmm. him and Andy are friends. Yeah. And like, I think Mark kind of was like, hey, I want you to come on and talk. And I'm glad he did because Andy yeah. is going to go down, in my opinion, as the best DIY hunter to probably ever do it. Yeah. Andy's um, Andy's a, a killer. I've I've talked to Andy a, a few times. Um, I can actually remember Andy back in the day on the Hunting Beast. Yeah. And he, the forum. He was a killer. And it, I always say, I, I think Andy's the most proficient whitetail hunter there is. 100%. Yeah. But but what I'm talking about is like you are cut from the same cloth. Like you look at things, in my opinion, the way Andy does, just because I've scouted with you before, I've talked to you a lot about stuff, you know, I ask you questions about breaking things down and like you are, you're just on a different level. Oh, yeah. and, I, I don't, uh, I appreciate it, but I, <laughs> Andy Mays a, on a, a whole nother level, man. He's, uh, he's on a pedestal for sure. Yeah. He's, he's pretty good at what he does. Yeah. So. Wait, you ever, you ever thought about this? It, it, Andy, Andy doesn't film his stuff. No. Yeah. He just kill. He just, he does it. I think he loves it and he's proficient at it. But I'm going to challenge you to film it. So, <laughs> you, so since I'm a minimalist, do you think if I, I could do like a on the shoulder type camera to get rid of the camera arm? Like the bro, like you look through the eye thing. Bro, rock like a GoPro chest mount or something. <laughs> Honestly, if you do a GoPro chest mount, I'm good with that. Yeah, dude, something. Yeah. So, Dead roll shit. So let me uh so I uh my brother, Michael, shout out to him. He he's been big into filming and he's been trying to get me to film and I, he always talks to me and and uh he he had an awesome video this last year kill so, a good deer kill the great deer in kentucky so this is a quick you know thing about filming is it you guys is it easier to do like don't zoom in when you're filming and then edit it later or do you like zooming in zoom in tight dude zoom in tight yeah. when you're filming i mean i like to i mean the, the safest way is to say stay zoomed out you're filming 4k or something you know just all right try to capture the kill you know you don't want to miss it yeah. but once you've you know harvested enough deer you're like all right i don't want that wide zoomed out this is the dot i shot at right you know what yeah. i mean then you're like all right how tight yeah. can i get i want to be zoomed in like yeah uh, yeah, zoom in as so much as you can. This question's for you, Isaiah. You're hunted out of a saddle. Are you right handed or left handed? Right handed. Right handed. So out of a saddle, this is what my brother does. He hunts out of a saddle. So he he has you know, he's right handed and he'll have his camera arm on his right side, but he runs it between him and the tree and filming this way. Okay. Is that what like filming th- so if you're in a saddle, you like your strong sides, your nine 10 11 o'clock hour mm-hmm. is that what you do you're having your camera arm run between you and the tree and you're yeah. filming out on your strong side yep, yep. Yeah. and it can be tough at times with the saddle because your bridge and your tether and all that gets in the way sure and, yeah and yeah 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 so in you guys you know the dslrs are there's some work would you guys say that mm-hmm. like the camcorder like you're using is a little bit easier than oh, like the camcorder that Tyler's using? Time, yes. yeah and that's the question I get a lot too is like, what do I buy 
you know, I want to get into self-film. What do I buy? And well, it's like, well, what are your goals? Yeah. What are your budget? What are your goals? A lot of guys want to take pictures and video, good sure. pictures and video. So it's like, okay, DSLR. But that comes with some that comes with some different hurdles. Yeah. More cost, more different lenses, interchangeable lenses. But also a lot of DSLRs, I mean, they do autofocus, but like you have to run the zoom on them. Yeah. You know, you actually have to touch the lens, zoom in, zoom out. A lot of the camcorders and hand cam and stuff like that, you can have like a, you know, a, a rocker zoom that you Down run on with, like yep, the handle the, on your handle that yeah. is like, and you can run autofocus. To me, that's the boat I'm in. Yeah. It's like let me run it with my yeah. thumb. Something you can do one handed. Yep. You know, sure. bow in 100%. hand, and you're just record yeah. zoom. Hundred yeah. percent. That's that's the boat I fall in, and it's like, you know, but there's some camcorders out there now. I mean, everybody's got an iPhone or an Android now. They take good enough pictures yeah you know what i mean like you can take decent pictures with your phone out yeah you might not have that bokeh or that that you know that a canon r5 might have but it's like you're not gonna get that and a lot of stuff unless you want to pay yeah five six grand yeah you know so it's like it just depends on what you want to do yeah well i mean it's it's intriguing you know it's I mean, you've probably filmed with cameras that are thousands of dollars, right? Most and, expensive camera I've ever filmed with was about twelve to fifteen grand. Yeah, and now you're talking about maybe just grabbing a handy cam this fall. Two hundred dollar handy cam. Yeah. Point and shoot. Yeah. Open up the lens, hit record. What would you buy, runner? Today. What would I buy today? Yep. If you if you were getting on your money's phone, not right? an option. No, no, dear. Two hundred dollar handy cam. What are you buying? Uh, it's a Sony. I don't even remember the name. So I'd have to look F- it up. FDR or something, isn't it? Yeah, like, FDR, like 40 something. something. And it has like length controls to it. That, um, did I this say that one you right? can't. Literally, this one is like literally There's... open up the screen, hit record, zoom it on the camera and like... stuff. But like, there's, there's, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's that's like how you on do it. top of it. But there's things like you can, it, for some reason now, and these guys can, you know, Tyler, he um, looks at a lot of cameras. More than I probably do on the lower end of things, just but like, there's no happy medium anymore. Sure, it's either two hundred dollars or it's a thousand bucks. Yep. There, there's not a lot of cameras that are five hundred bucks, sure. six hundred bucks that you can put a rocker zoom on, plug it in with a Rode mic, and like you're good. If you want that, that's that's thousand bucks. Yeah. Baseline. Yeah. You know so, what I mean. So if you're gonna go lower end of a handy cam where are you at with a camera arm you want something like big sturdy something nope. nice nope I'm you don't one, care i, I want something. one piece um i don't want to tell you what i want yeah because tyler knows what i want yeah i do i don't i don't want to I tell you what that. i want i got but um it's a it's gonna be a one piece uh lightweight um muddy makes one actually that's you can get on amazon for about 60 bucks yeah that it will be just sufficient for what i want yeah um, but then it's like my whole, I just bought a, a GoPro 10 hero 10, um, creator package. So that'll be my vlog. That'll be my, okay. like quote unquote story camera. That'll be how I tell my story is like vlogging audio, stuff like that. That $200 handy cam is literally going to give me the opportunity to zoom. Like when I'm in the stand and get a kill shot. That's sure. it. Yeah. The story will be told on the GoPro. Yeah. Yeah. And the GoPros now, that 10, they started with the 9. The 9 is legit. The 10 is even better. Yeah. 
So are, are you shooting, like, when you tell a story, Tyler, are you shooting everything with your one camera? Like, say, like, getting ready, getting dressed, walking in, like, everything on one camera for you? It's whatever camera's laying there most of the time. Sometimes, you get multiple yeah, cameras. On. Yeah, we're running quite a few different cameras. Sometimes it's GoPro, sometimes it's DSLR, sometimes it's... You know, jumping with your, your phone, maybe your, sometimes. Yeah, I mean, literally, yeah. I mean, it could be five different cameras. You know, when we organize all of our footage, we go down to each hunt and, you know, drone, R5, GH5, GoPro, like all the cameras. So it's mm. like, it gets crazy. Yeah. The, I like the drone shots. Convenience. So cool. Dude, I'm telling you, convenience is king. And there's not a lot of producers or people that I've talked to about that it's like, you know, like excited about the fucking sweat and like sure like just like taking <laughs> this big lumpy like boat anchor and there's yeah. not a lot of guys that would do that it's like they'll do it because they want to do it but like it's because of what they have yeah like make it easy on yourself sure. if you're if you don't make it easy on yourself why the hell are you doing right. it then? don't yeah. don't make it such an inconvenience that you don't want to do it sure you know yeah. what i mean make then, it the, as simple as possible yeah then you're taking like it, when you start to hate it, you, you're doing it for the wrong reason, yeah. right? Like, 100%. Yeah. yeah. I, I just pictured the times I've ever thought about it. It was, it's like that, that year round story. That's what I've right. always loved. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And that's probably why I liked Todd pregnant so much is like, rest in peace. You watched, yeah. yeah. It, you watched from January to December. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You got the dude's full it. story. Yeah. That's cool. He yep. was good stuff, man. Yeah. Well, cool, boys. I mean, uh, let's get this wrapped up. Tyler wants to go to bed. I can see it in his eye. He wants to <laughs> fall asleep. Thank you guys very much. Uh, like I said, we're at TAC. Thank you guys on this podcast for coming on and doing this, asking questions. Isaiah, dude, thank you. Appreciate it. Um, hopefully, we will, uh, you know, we'll see how tomorrow night goes. It might be, you know, second night. We might get a little more into the, the barley pops, but uh, we'll see. Yeah. Um, but tonight, for sure. You know, it's a good podcast. I wanted to get this off the ground, and uh, we're up here. We don't get to see each other a lot, and uh, do it while we're we're together. So thank you guys very much. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks Thanks for the hospitality. For sure. Yeah. Good luck on the course tomorrow. Don't lose a lot of arrows. (laughs) We'll see you at 1 (laughs) o'clock. For sure. All right. Thanks, guys. And there you have it. Another awesome episode. Thank you guys uh, for taking the time and BSing with me. It's always awesome catching up with you guys and making new friends like Isaiah. Isaiah, I've never met him before. And, you know, this trip got to know him a little bit, him and his wife, awesome people. So thank you guys very much. Um, And don't forget next week, we'll be right here on the fall podcast. I'm Will Cooper host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. If you haven't already, download the free Waypoint TV app to listen to our podcast and watch the original films from HuntStand Presents anywhere, anytime, and on any device. On Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep-sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! Oh! Look at that, Pally. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.